Fearscape Media Network. Exploring the unknown, one podcast at a time. Support for the Fearscape Media Network is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code FEARSCAPE at manscaped.com. The SCP multiverse is under constant assault, and destruction can come at any moment. Therefore, having just one database is a folly the Foundation can no longer accept. Join Dr. Kevin Milgram and SCP-073, Kane, as they create an oral history of the SCP Foundation in Memories of Kane, an SCP story, hosted by Daniel Dremus. For should the Foundation fall, the unkillable first murderer of man will live on. New episodes drop every second Wednesday of the month on the Fearscape Media Network. Visit fearscapemedia.com for more information. Coming to you from nowhere, a suburb of parts unknown. Your ghoulish hosts for an evening of terror, Stefan Gearhart and Lance Wayne, the Misters of the Dark. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> Good evening, dear friends, and welcome to a very special St. Valentine's Day edition of Misters of the Dark, the greatest horror podcast in the history of horror podcasting. As always, we're beaming directly to you from nowhere, a suburb of parts unknown, and I'm your headmister, Lord Stephen Gerhardt. And what the hell? And I'm your co-mister, the man with no name, Lance Wade. Step it! What the hell is all this crap? Oh, you mean the porcelain hearts that are adorning our hallways on Valentine's Day? You, you, you mean the porcelain hearts? Of course I mean the porcelain hearts! Along with the naked cupids hanging from the ceiling and the champagne fountain! <sighs> well, I guess I could have overdone it a bit, but, but Lance, you don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. Try me. Okay, well, I know you might find this hard to believe, but uh, I think I finally found my Mrs. of the Dark. <laughs> you, what, Stefan, that's great. Who's the lucky gal? Well, she's a film star. Uh-huh. She's uh, well-versed in the dark arts. Yes, yes. And she's the subject of today's film, The Love Witch. You want to run that by me again? Yeah, 
I'm awaiting the arrival of the love witch herself, Elaine Banks. How is that even possible? Simple, my dear co-mister. Through the use of potions, a little razzle-dazzle, and the postal service, I invited her to the dilapidated mansion for her sweet, dark hand in marriage. Yeah, Stefan, you do know... That what, it's too soon? Well, no, that it was just... What, just uh, a schoolboy's crush? No, Stefan, that she's actually... You have a visitor. <gasps> She's here! <sighs> Sorry to bust your bubble, George A. Romeo, but that's actually Memories of Cain narrator Daniel Doremus. Come to discuss the film starring your betrothed. Oh, demons of death and hell, take thy beak from my heart! Idiot. All right, welcome. Thanks for coming over, Daniel Doremus. Oh, don't be such a dick. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not mad you at you, been Daniel. Such like... I'm not mad at you. I'm just mad oh, at the thank situation. You. <laughs> thank you for not being oh, mad. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I, <laughs> what, I, what I'm. Can... I'm glad you're here. I like your podcast, and I like the way yeah. people are like scared and shit. That really stands out to me. <laughs> me too. Whatever that was supposed to mean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like scary shit. It means that I'm finally doing my job. Yes. I found little mm. to no success as an engineer, so maybe, just maybe, I can freak out enough people that I find a platform. Right. Oh, and yeah. then, which is funny because Lance yeah. and I have found little to no success as podcast hosts, so we're actually becoming engineers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, so, fantastic. Yeah, but it takes two of us just... to do your job. Yeah. All we have to do I gotta... is swap our mojo. And eventually, we will become this amalgamation of finally a singular, useful human being. Well, oh, yeah. all I have kind of like is the a, Megazord. Yeah. Well, all I have <laughs> is a action figure of Mojo Jojo uh, from Power Power Powerpuff Girls. So I had a Megazord. That's a good place to start. <laughs> yeah. It's... So we can swap that uh, after we swap some spit. Uh, no, uh, thanks yeah, for, yeah, thanks for uh, moving thanks on. Thanks for coming over to the dilapidated mansion. I'm glad uh, the, the townsfolk let you through. They uh, have not been uh, letting people with any hair on their head through. Um, yeah. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, they they, they do don't they don't take ki- they don't take kindly to the Jewish community. Let's just <laughs> and and you look so much like the Jewish community that we we were like y'all gotta let him through. <laughs> All wait, right. wait, 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 he's not? The, no. Get out! Get out! I, the man, okay, okay. just because the I man own a yarmulke. A I do actively own okay. a yarmulke. Okay, then, okay, come back that good enough? Come back yeah, okay, that's, that's good, good enough. enough. Um, okay, are we going to talk about this movie, though? Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, I, if we have to. Yeah. I did notice what? that you guys decided to paint the outside of your little mansion purple. Really enjoying it. Right. Really uh, liking uh, that Surprise, touch. it's actually human blood. Um, it, oh, it's just the way sense. the light hits it. Yeah, it makes it look purple. That was totally Lance's oh, idea. I've been if listening. You put to a black screen. light up to it. Y'all, you're gonna see some writing. Yeah, <laughs> I put yes. I put up a. I've been listening to a lot of Prince lately. I've been listening, yeah. watching Purple Rain on a loop for like the past month. So you'll yep. have to forgive me. Yep, yep. I've been listening to a lot of Barney and Friends. So you'll have to. 
hang out okay. with me. Uh, anyways, let's go ahead and talk that. about The Love Witch. Uh, again, thank you, Daniel Doremus, host of Memories of Kane and SEP podcast. We love that shit. Um, so we all have recently watched uh, The Love Witch, and I'm going to go ahead and just go ahead and say <laughs> I loved this movie. Um, it was... Right, yeah, yeah. I, I really, 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 really like this movie. Especially like, Lance after the oh last gosh, movie we had to watch. Oh, that's it, that's what I was. I wanted to bring up. I, it was a good palate cleanser, right? For the um, shit we had to ingest. So, of course, for those listening, spoiler alert. Um, yeah, this is definitely not one of those movies that are so bad we watch it for you. Um, so uh, if you're really, really wanting to uh, follow along with us, I recommend stopping the podcast. We'll still be here and then go watch The Love Witch on Amazon yes. Prime and, yep. and check yep. it out and then come back and follow along with us. Or if not, uh, if you're one of those who likes to read the book first, listen to our audio book. <laughs> yeah, <listen. laughs> I'll, be, um, I'll be her. I'll be the love witch. You are my so I guess that makes me the uh, cop, yes? Yeah, you're the cop. <laughs> Investigating <laughs> your various Oh, man, uh, I want to be the college love. professor. I'm totally in. Yeah, okay, yeah, um, yeah. Anyways, this movie's called The Love Witch. It's a 2016 American comedy horror tragedy. I will also say feminist propaganda, um, especially learning about the uh, director, Anna Biller. She's a huge feminist, and that was part of her process there uh, was to show some uh, feminist stuff in there. Um, but she not only did she direct, but she wrote it, she edited it, uh, she produced it, and she did the damn score for it. I mean, oh, really? What a biller for the win. Really? Um, the Basically film stars a Elaine kill. Parks, yeah, really. uh, who we love. Uh, she's a modern day witch who uses spells and magic to get men to fall in love with her uh, with disastrous res uh, results. It's shot in. It was shot in Los Angeles. Uh, it premiered at the International Film Festival, Rotterdam. Damn, I can't talk. Rotterdam. Uh, in May 2016, it was acquired for distribution uh, by Oscilloscope Laboratories, which is a really great film uh, production company. Um, seen a lot of great, not just horror and sci-fi movies, but some documentaries and stuff like that coming from Oscilloscope oscilloscope so one thing i'm gonna tell you one thing that like as far they had really good marketing and because honestly up until maybe a day before i watched this film i had no idea it came out in 2016 same I, yeah oh, i thought, yeah. It, I thought it was like some i legit obscure. because yeah. originally it was on shutter and um i mean it just flew right in with those like gallo films and like the italian it looks kind of yeah, up yeah. like a 70s 60s film. 70s yeah, yeah. British, cool. satanic panic type yeah. shit like oh, i was like yeah that's... i mean the cover uh of the poster everything um it only had a limited release which in my opinion is a shame uh, yeah, it really? was a limited oh, yeah. release in the United States, November 11th, 2016. The very, very cool thing about this film, and this is something I noticed, and that even 10 minutes in, I was like, was this really filmed in 2016? Or did they like reproduce it? And they're like saying yeah. it came out 2016 mm -hmm. because it was shot on 35 millimeter film. And it's like, uh, oh, really? That's why it looks so good. Yeah, yeah it is the good. last film in the United States to be shot on 35 millimeter Oh, no kidding. Film. That, yeah. that connects a lot of dots, actually. Yeah, it was that printed really from an original cut negative. I mean, they went old school on this, um, like used like a Technicolor type process. The whole oh, yeah, yards. Yeah. Um, and uh, the one thing that uh, 
critics are like acclaim about it is that it was a playful tribute to 1960s horror and technicolor films. Um, It was combined with serious inquiry into contemporary gender roles and shiz like that. Yeah, it was really cool. (laughs) I don't I don't have a uh, how much the budget was. Um, but I'm going to say very limited because if uh, Anna Biller is like doing everything, she probably did this out of her own pocket. Yeah, she out probably of like went project. into her dad's yeah. garage and was like, hey, are you oh, going to yeah. use this 35 millimeter uh, film? So yeah. mom's you dead and you're not going to film her anymore? <laughs> I really need to borrow that tape deck. It'll really yeah. bring the sound together. <laughs> So, but it did end up making uh, $246,000 box office. And so that, I think that literally just uh, entails what's made on the limited release, not like what it's made mm-hmm. off of Amazon or Shutter. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. No. Um, the movie was surprisingly longer than I thought it was going to be. Um, ended up being two hours, but shit, those old 60s, I, yeah, 70s was, movies were quite yeah. long like that. Well, and it did. I, I don't know, man. I, it seemed like it breezed by real fast. Oh, that, yeah, that I'm not saying that. Yeah. I didn't mean it so, like that. It's just that I when I saw it. Yeah, when I saw it there, I saw, oh, it's two hours. Wow, wasn't expecting that. So because most of these indie films tend to be like 80 minutes because they don't have a budget. So, yeah. You can actually watch it for free on a uh, streaming site called Voodoo, which is how I watched oh, it. Oh, yeah. Voodoo. And, love Voodoo. Uh, yeah. There were a bunch of ads. There were ads. like seven different ad breaks, each of which were like two minutes long. So if <laughs> this is a good movie, y'all, if you want to get the most out of it, you kind of should find a release that doesn't have those yeah. Yeah. Breaks oh in. god and if yeah. it's on uh if it's on voodoo it's probably on a couple other streaming sites maybe even youtube i haven't checked because of course i saw it right on prime but yeah i, did, yeah, uh-huh. I, I would have been totally okay even with commercials um because good god Still a good I movie me some elaine parks man oh me too <laughs> definitely a pace what? breaker though oh god what a beautiful 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 <laughs> um, beautiful 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 <laughs> Beautiful, 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 beautiful dreamer. Oh, God. Uh, she, she, that is my dream woman. I'm just sorry, yeah. Darcy the male girl. I love you too. <laughs> oh, I love oh, her too. Like, like, um, and, like, I never got it because, you know, she's like giving all these dudes drugs. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you would not have, you would, you would, you could just give me a Capri sign mm-hmm. and I wouldn't, you know. <laughs> You could give me some some nails you clipped last night, and I'm like, oh yeah, my God, let's, let's do this. I mean, I collect I collect nails from victims, anyways. So you can give me that tampon. Okay, we Yeah, well, let's start. Like, like I said, immediately off the bat, the the film quality, the music, uh, the costumes, everything immediately off the bat strike the chord of legit 60s, 70s, satanic, witch-type, British-Italian gothic horror, right? Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. And so the film opens with Elaine. She's our witch. She's our main character. Um, She's driving to Arcata, California, to start a new life after the death of her creepy-ass husband, Jerry. Jerry, yeah, yeah. Creepy-ass. And his little montage to go, like, anytime we flash back to Jerry kind of looks like a montage Mm -hmm. from the old Batman 66 show. (laughs) 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 Like, the way the colored lights oh, hit him and he's like really <laughs> like oh, what an ugly dude like right off the bat i'm like honey you you already didn't need jerry uh, yeah yeah you could do better just just come oh, see the man with, 
come right. see the man with no name. And, yeah. Uh, and so or, or the Lord. Right. And so at this point, we we know that <laughs> more than likely Jerry's either been murdered or just died mysteriously or yeah. the same thing. We're not really sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but when she's there, she rents this amazing fucking apartment I in a Victorian home owned by Elaine's mentor, Barbara. Um, which is all already so Elaine's mentor obviously is into pagan uh, witch, yeah. witchcraft yeah. Wicca stuff which we'll talk a lot about oh, yeah. um, and so the, the place is already decorated for someone who happens to be a witch and uh, it's kept up by my <laughs> favorite character the interior decorator Trish Manning <laughs> oh god I don't know I love Trish <laughs> I love actually, Trish so my favorite part about this movie is actually that you can really you can really tell that it was a spoof and a uh, not so much a spoof but a uh, celebration of those 60s 70s movies mm-hmm. yeah. because basically yeah. any of the characters that are not currently involved in witchcraft or under the spell of society are normal people and your first right. introduction to that is this interior designer she is such a normal standard person yeah she puts on such a wonderful performance to give a stark dichotomy between the normal world and the wiccan world it's well and to even that one little bit bit, to go back a little bit one of the things that um was actually jarring at first was that um and at first i was like man this is really fucking low budget because here's Here's Elaine driving in this like old 1960s, 70s car. Um, there's this whole like Jerry looks like he's <laughs> in the 60s and 70s. Even the cop car, you're kind of like, mm-hmm. what the, looked a little newer, but we can let it slide. And then all of a sudden you see new cars mm-hmm. everywhere and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and it was really jarring at first because mm-hmm. then I was like, when is this fucking set? Um, I was really, really <laughs> confused and really kind of mad about this at first um, because I thought it was just poor um like like they didn't even try like they had a low budget and they didn't fucking try um but then you find out that it's Mm -hmm. later on you not later on in a movie but just researching the film that that was on purpose because again like daniel like you were talking about it's another way to differentiate between the two worlds um a lot of times the people that exist in elaine's world tend to live in that 60s 70s mind frame and Hmm. even so much when she starts fucking these dudes they kind of flow into that mind frame as well and they Mm -hmm. kind of fit much for example the professor who ended up having an older car uh and things like that um so but yeah at first it was really really jarring um especially later on when trish busts out a damn cell phone i was like wait what like it oh did she oh yeah because <laughs> i don't she, even remember that yeah well, i was when they when they're at dinner was, and she was, leaves the ring behind she calls her real quick say hey you left your ring behind i was bewitched i mean i don't <laughs> i don't know what else to say mm-hmm. um but yes yeah, so, no, that was hard for me at first that was really jarring for me at first i just i want to i want to get into this though because while i was watching this i was like uh i, I, I want to hear stefan's take on this but as far <laughs> as the uh how they depict the the witchcraft and paganism things like that how how accurate is this i i planned on talking about that quite a bit there is okay. a lot of accurate stuff and a lot of bullshit stuff and a lot of stuff that is real but it's not wiccan in any way shape or form it is a part of other 
um, types of traditions and things uh-huh. like that, and they just kind of mixed. But uh, you know, we'll we'll get into that when we really start talking about that. But yeah, I mean, I definitely paid a really big close eye, especially since I my path uh, been on solitary where I've done my own thing, but as well as traditional gardenarian, the original Wicca, um, I've been a part of that as well, which is a lot of what you saw in there. Um, but yeah, so, so a- another part, you know, we get, so Trish, who's showing her around the place and all that stuff, Trish is like, hey, let's be friends and you want to go get some tea, um, which I thought was funny because she's British. Um, and uh, I mean, you know, oh, yeah. like the, the actress that plays Trish, like, I swear I've seen her in a hundred movies. That's what I thought the, the same exact didn't, thing. Didn't yeah. recognize her she from had, anything. I, oh, I yeah. This, you know. I mean, she, she has those pouty of lips like, like so Joey Lord and Adams and stuff like so that. So when you actually looked her up? Yeah, I couldn't find her. So when you looked her up, she, you didn't recognize anything? Mm-mm. Really? Yeah. I, I think I think like yeah, one thing, she was in like an episode so of something. like, And I'm like, could that episode have really stuck out to me? Like, Because it looked like from something from a couple years ago. She's done some like voice work, but I'm like her face stand- so yeah, then like yeah. my other question is is someone mm-hmm. who has like traveled the country and canada and stuff doing improv i'm like does she do improv because i've been to a million festivals and that a lot of times if i look on imdb <laughs> and i and i can't figure out where i've seen the person from i later find out oh they're on an improv team out of so and so and i saw mm-hmm. them at this festival perform yada 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 that that, that's cool. happened because they're all actors yeah. for the most part you know so, i didn't know you did improv <laughs> Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. I do. I do the make them ups. Uh, the make them ups. Um, that's what I call improv from now on. Mm-hmm. We should the old make them ups. Um, but yeah, so they go to this Victorian tea house. So again, this is where like you're still like, when is this set? Um, you're still yeah. kind of trusting the idea that more than likely it's, it's set so, in the '60s. But then you're so obviously recognizing this homage <laughs> to like the gothic Victorian setting of a lot of these older films uh-huh. uh, yeah. as well. So I appreciated that. But but even yes. had a harpist in the background. Yes, yes. Fucking I, yeah, weird. That's automatically what it's, I thought of. It's so fucking. <laughs> It's so fucking Victorian, so fucking pretentious. All of the women are dressed in these fabulous gowns. Oh, oh, fabulous. Kind of saunters in in a suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's just like. Oh, man. And yeah, that harpist, she just shows up randomly other places as well. But yeah, all the musicians (laughs) in this movie, do I have things to talk about? I mean, (laughs) at least she legit looked like she was playing the harp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which will the Ren Fair was fair. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I utterly yeah, loved the oh, I can't wait to talk about the Ren Fair. <laughs> That random oh fucking red hair oh. in the middle of nowhere. But yeah, at this point, like <laughs> Elaine's like, uh, I'm just so tired of being single because my whole life revolves around men, and I just don't that's, like that's, being that, alone. That's how you know this is a film. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's when she's bitching about the <laughs> right. I mean, I'm sitting there, and she's just like, oh, wish. And then Trish is like, yes, I have a husband. His name is Richard, and he's quite amazing. Yeah, and uh, I keep then, him on his toes. Yeah, and then Richard shows up to this uh-huh. place. By the way, this is for ladies only. Like, God, he's such a do weird women dude. have shit yeah. where they go? It's like secret Victorian clubs, and it's like Jane Austen time, and they're just like, hoi, hoi, tee, tee, tee. like when they're like little girls are like, I want to play tea time, daddy. It's like, do they continue that when they get older? But like, no men allowed. <laughs> like, I have no, I have no idea what the hell honestly, you just said. To be I honest. love this headcanon. 
I, the idea that there is just a secret society of women spread out across the world that just come together and celebrate tea time in yeah, celebrate Victorian it. dresses. <laughs> that is a world that I want Eating to live in. Eating fucking finger sandwiches. Yeah, just celebrate it. We don't know about it. <laughs> Stefan, you need to Stefan, you need to talk to your wife. She may be part of this. Uh, so yeah, for re- I'm, I'm going to. Oh hey, if an anybody would do it. But yeah, uh, so like Trish doesn't <laughs> realize have that Richard is there, um, and you can tell right away he's like, "Who is this beautiful woman that is?" Well, with? no, but the, honestly, the way I picked it up was she's doing it just as hard back. And I'm thinking, oh, for and like sure. Dan- and like oh, yeah. Daniel said, this is a oh, yeah, goofy looking times. dude. Oh yeah, I mean, this, this, this is, is like goofy goober. Uberson, which by the way, I feel like he also looks like the detective, but like more goobery. He was like, yeah, he was almost like the bizarre. I thought they were the same person for a while. I started thinking that too. That I thought the guy who pulled over Elaine at the beginning. Right. So I'm glad you said that because I thought at first that Jerry, the cop that pulled over Elaine, the detective later, and Richard were indeed the same person in like different makeup and stuff like that. Like oh. shit like that. So, I kept waiting I'm for Richard to show up. I just kept waiting for Richard to show up. Like Elaine I kept over. thinking he was like going to be. I even thought he might be the fucking jester at the Ren Fair. I thought that was Jerry. I kept waiting for Jerry to show up. Like that'd be oh, pretty no. good. What were you saying no, about the cop? Good. I, I, Jerry, <laughs> Jerry's dead. Jerry's dead. One hundred percent. Jerry is actively dead. Uh, yeah. That the cop who pulls Elaine over at the very beginning. I am fairly certain is the detective uh, in the middle and end because the cop car has a bullet hole in the uh, side of the door. Like uh, where the hinge is, there's a bullet hole on both that cop car and the cop car that they go to check out the house after oh, they the meet up with. did you know? Or, yeah, holy shit. I don't even know my own name. That was the time. first. Jesus. That was the first thing that I noticed. I went. I was oh, too hey, busy going. I think hole. that's a 1990s car. Are they ever going car? to explain that? <laughs> In the words of your people, Daniel, wait, they. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. I like. I don't even know oh, where I'm going to man. work half the time. I'm. I'm trying to look right now because I want to know. But yeah, I didn't even notice that because I was too busy going. Well, that's a 90s car. This looks like it's set in the late 1960s. <laughs> like I didn't even. Like, I don't know shit about cars but i do know a mild bit about set dressing and so like when i knew that i was going to be talking about this legitimately mild i am movie deficient in most uh ways but like i was paying attention to all this stuff because i knew i was finally going to be talking about a movie with people so i wanted to be mildly intelligent and have an idea of what i'm saying well, I mean, I, I, I gotta say, I'm looking on IMDb, uh, and I do not see, um, I do not see a role for a cop. Um, and and trust me, these roles are in here like witch, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, priest, yeah. uh, shit All the like that, bar patron. So I feel like it would say that. It, it does say in terms of the second cast uh, in credits order is Griff Meadows. And I don't know if they did that in the order of uh, how they were seen on film or or what. But man, now I want to go back and rewatch that first scene and see if that's freaking Griff or not. Man. I just I just let me I just want to say mm-hmm. I love how we almost have a hierarchy right now of things that we were paying attention to in the film. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel's here saying, well, the bullet hole matches up with the, he's very, he's very precise. Mm-hmm. 
Stefan's like, well, they were all 90s cars. And, and you know, I, I that threw me out of the film. And I'm like, there was a really cute brunette with boobs. <laughs> <laughs> that, so like, just, I, going uh, back to the, just going back to the car scene for a little bit longer. Uh, the first thing that I thought that I saw that was not a thing is I thought Elaine had no pupils. Throughout those first like five minutes of the mm. film, I mm. did not see pupils in her eyes. And I thought that was you just can a damn bullet choice hole. for a Wiccan. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I was just sitting got them there dark just eyes, man. Yeah, staring really into her eyes. eyes, going like, where the fuck are your pupils? Are you supposed to be human? Mm. Are you supposed to be an alien? What is going <laughs> I think, on? Here? I know. I they they had to have done something. Cause I I mean even just like uh, working on the uh, thumbnail art for this episode, mm -hmm. you know, because Stefan's seen it, it's just a picture that that they used her in the advertisements. I would just find myself just like staring at it because she almost didn't look human. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, I, I, I mean, think she... they did something. Well, I mean to be to be fair, like I said, there is a lot of legit magical stuff that's in here. The stuff that they use is legit. Um, mm -hmm. So there, if you believe in this stuff as I do, there's a possibility that maybe they did indeed use some sorts of spells or things like that as a way to influence, right? Uh, if if one believes Makes in that sense. stuff. So, yeah. yeah, I'm over here. I'm like looking at you, but I'm still looking over at the poster right now. Like I keep, I keep looking over. <laughs> oh my God. Does she have us? <laughs> I think are we, so. Are we in her, are we in her claws? Oh I my God. So. I, I am fairly certain we have been since the moment we started watching this movie. Yep. And it's going to be a while until we forget about her. If we ever do. If we uh, No, I never will. I, I'm such as. I'm such a pathetic slob, you know, slob yeah. or whatever. As I'm drinking from this piss-filled bottle. <laughs> so, Stefan, if we find a witch's bottle in either of our mailboxes, we know not to go looking for Lance. He's in a right. better place. He's in a better uh, yeah, place. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Let me let just 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 put me in an unmarked grave. I'm doing Speaking good. of unmarked graves, um, <laughs> what a transition. So we, we get to it's meet Wayne one. here. Uh, so Elaine, of course, right after Richard leaves and all that stuff, she performs a ritual because she wants to find a new lover. Um, and immediately outside of the Victorian weird thingy, she sees this bearded Indiana Jones professor type gentleman. Yeah. Uh, named a Wayne. sexy man in his 50s. Right. Talking to some hot <laughs> the blonde co-ed um, <laughs> as she's sitting there. Uh, this is where she's eating her sandwich, right? Is this where, or is that the yeah, other? Oh, yeah. yeah. And she eats it so fucking weird. Yeah. She's like, yeah. so prim and proper and yeah. doing these tiny motions. She doesn't, but, she doesn't like so much eat it as she nibbles. Yeah. And I dude, obviously hot. this uh, literature professor from the local college who's talking to a co obviously it's one of his students or his aide or whatever. I forget what Oh yeah. No, it's a student. I think it's it a, is a student. But I think yeah. it's his his like aide, his class aide. Um but anyways, like he sees No, it's a her, student, I'm right. He sees her uh Elaine and just turns from this bitch and is like immediately. Like in the middle of yeah. a conversation yeah. and is like, I gotta roll. Uh, <laughs> uh don't don't let the door hit you where where the Lord splits you, just go. Um and he just Deuces her man and just walks away from yeah. her right over and to the old sandwich eating lane. Is pissed. Yeah, yeah. You can tell immediately pissed. that she is hard for this guy, 
and oh, yeah. he just immediately said, fuck this saucy bitch, let's go for the new shit. Yep, and yeah, so obviously yeah. there's a, t- a tad bit of foreshadowing in there. Um, <laughs> we know that she's going to come back <laughs> later on. Um, but essentially they have this conversation and of course Elaine's talking about love and this and that and wanting to go out into nature that she's new here in town and of course she she does this cold read on him to like figure out what he's about and it's yeah and you've ever seen it is a cold read like this is not her having done research was what which is what it feels like I mean she just she nails it yeah, something, something ritual magic. Right. Well, she has, she has remembered there for uh, when she first sits on the bench. She has like a little intent. Uh, um, what is it? Internal monologue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, people often ask me why I want to be a witch, and, and I mean, it's like, it's such like such a little kid answer too. It's like something a five year old would say. It's like, <laughs> I just want, I just want powers. I mean, that's like all she says. I, right. I well, feel that's, that though. And yeah, like, yeah. So I mean, who doesn't just want powers? It's interesting because um, there is a huge like dichotomy of her own personality because on one hand she is indeed saying you know she wants to be a witch she wants to get her power back she wants to be this but then on the other hand she's basically saying oh you know i've always been told if you want to keep a man around you need to love him you know uh less unconditionally than you, you know unconditionally yeah, everything yes he, he yeah. needs someone to take care of him uh and things like that which really leads into um our boy here um what's his name again Wayne right and so she reads Wayne and uh, she's like oh man I, you know you look like somebody who's into nature who likes to get away from it all and he's like yeah I, I do and she's like I bet you have a house somewhere out there some sort of cabin where you can just get away and he's like motherfucker I do and she's like why don't you take me to your home I will cook you dinner and then we go bing bang boom yeah it? and of course and I really appreciate yeah. he just immediately goes Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, and I'll I, be honest with you, like the other dudes that like kind of go under her spell, you could legit tell they're under her spell. But here, she didn't need any spell work up to this. No, point. no. Wayne totally no, still would have been like. She does no. the spell work later. Yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. he's like hitting up his TAs. You know what I mean? Like, and uh, you know, we find out later he's all mm-hmm. he's all about free love and all that. Promising stuff. Yeah, some yeah. better grades. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so they get groceries and they go to Wayne's cabin. Um, she makes a badass dinner, dude, with some oh, yeah. fucking fat steak, dude. So mm-hmm. I want to pause before we get to the dinner. It's it's really funny because like directly after the inner monologue about giving men all the things that you want she takes Wayne to his cabin and he says let's make love in the car oh like in the we car yeah 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 and, about and she doesn't yeah, he does and I'm just sitting there going right. like wait she, this is against your own immediate philosophy that we established not 10 minutes ago right she totally acts like a brute at this point like she's not even letting him kiss her like she's just like mm, I want to make you dinner let me make you dinner. And um, she hands over the flask, which is obviously bad fucking news. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah bad. obviously. Especially obviously. when he hands it bad back. Bad juju. Like, I want to see you drink it all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, don't do it, dude. Don't do it. Which again tells me, I'm like, was there like, so there was like a number of different spells happening 
with Wayne because you had the initial love spell which attracted Wayne, but then there's the one that is in this vial and possibly in the food and everything else that he drinks, which is this spell mm -hmm. that we find out later, um, you know, that gets him really sick and needy. Um, but before that though, like they finished the, uh, the dinner and she's basically like, okay, we're done eating. I'd like you to fuck me now. <laughs> oh my God. And Wayne, damn <laughs> Not near, even done jumps eating. Like, over yeah, the fucking yeah, coffee yeah. table, just fucking <laughs> knocking shit over. He's ready to pound town. I was just, um, I was just waiting for him to go. Are you for real? Yeah, and, but I mean, yeah. So she's she's derobed. Wait, um, didn't she though? Like at the very beginning, before they even went, she, he's like, "Wait, what? This is really happening?" Yeah, okay. yeah. Is it like, like yeah? Who, who, so I was I was yes. just too busy looking at the lady. Yeah. As um, as soon as they're in the car, he is just immediately. Yes, we need to do this now. I am only <laughs> letting you drive for the sake of getting somewhere that we can do this. Yep. Yep. Just <laughs> come. Uh, but yeah, so they totally, uh, you know, get it on and she can like read his mind and because he's basically, you know, basically talking about he's a free spirit. He's just, I don't usually fall in love. Like, I just want you to know I, I sleep with a lot of people. Uh, this is the thing that I do um, and all this stuff. And then <laughs> this of is course, the thing that I do. Yeah. Uh, then, of is, course, uh... he's like not feeling well, you know, and uh, after they have sex and stuff. And, and she's he's like, what did you what was in that drink? And she's like, oh, nothing. Just some berries, some alcohol and some hallucinogenics. <laughs> some hallucinogenic. Yeah. And, and of course. course and he yeah. And then he's so like, oh, excited. Mm. Yeah. He's, he's so like, into yeah. the idea that he just got drugged. Yes. Yeah. Anybody else would totally be like, down for this shit. Yeah. What, what the what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, oh my god. Oh, he's like the best best yeah. day ever. He's like, I'm usually one that roofies people. It's weird that it's yeah. happening yeah. to me. Yeah. I'm getting sex and free drugs. <laughs> yeah. Yay, the sixties. Then the tide turns. <laughs> this then is when Wayne's not feeling good. Like I said. This is, he starts not feeling good. And then he starts feeling like he's in love with her, but that he needs her. And yeah. he starts motherfucking getting so clingy and so emotional mm -hmm. and starts crying. Yeah. It turns into infatuation. Like screaming. Like scream yeah, crying. In which Elaine's like, ew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, she's just <laughs> sitting there in the yeah, living she, room, drinking her whatever the fuck, going like, no. No, I don't she, like she, Well, she straight mm. up, she says, I wanted a man, not a pussy. Yeah. And I'm like, bitch, you <laughs> did this to I, I thought the same thing. Yeah, you literally. I, isn't this what you wanted? A yeah. love who would never leave you? This is, ex you cast this spell. You did yep. exactly this. You did this. And she ends up hanging out, though, and stays down and sleeps on the damn couch while this motherfucker is screaming for his mommy mm -hmm. screaming mm -hmm. all night long and elaine has become his new mommy yes yeah, and she does yeah. not want that even though in the morning she wakes up decides to make his ass some breakfast which again if there's one thing i can say about elaine man she looked like she can cook yeah like yeah. but she makes mm -hmm. him some breakfast goes upstairs he don't want to eat he don't want to eat he's just too depressed 
He, he don't want to believe because he believes he had he a just nightmare. Wants her. Yeah, yep. and so he thinks everything that happened the night before with him screaming and stuff was a nightmare. And uh, she's like, mm, mm -mm, "It wouldn't. It was you being a little bitch. Nah, that was you, dude." At least that guy went out in a blaze of glory, though. I, I'm just saying. I mean, I guess uh, I, I mean his blaze of glory was not how he died. <laughs> His blaze of glory would have been dying during the sex. Instead, he had to agonizingly be uh -huh. and cry like a little baby all night long. Oh, he got served breakfast. Big deal. He did breakfast, man. <laughs> Which um, that scene, I've got to tell you, that I, I never thought there would be another uneaten breakfast scene in a movie that would piss me off as much as this. The part, okay, this pissed me off. That she gives him a full, delicious-looking breakfast. And then Pee-wee's Big Adventure, it's the same damn thing. He spends half the opening making that breakfast, and he takes like two bites of Mr. T series. Mr. T breakfast. But anyways, um, she leaves him the breakfast. Like she don't even hang with him. Like she's still no. like, eat your fucking breakfast. She doesn't want him. him. I'll be back no, in like she doesn't want 15 the minutes. <laughs> so she comes no. back later and his ass is dead. Um, which <laughs> yeah. surprised by. Uh, again, I'm confused because I'm like, was this not part of your fucking plan? I don't. I Do you. How fucking like rookie amateurish of a witch are you? Like, because you act like you're you're like been a witch for a long ass time. Yeah, yeah. she's trying to act yeah. like some top tier shit the first thing she does when she comes into town after getting her apartment and hanging out with trish is to go to the local witch's shop and uh try to become a supplier of uh candles yeah and other ritual materials yeah so it's so a natural she stuff thinks and, huh? she's some big shit witch and it seems like throughout the entire movie She's just continually fucking up her magic and doesn't understand what she's actually doing. Yep. Yeah. Um, so the weirdest thing happens next, though. So the next part is he's dead and we don't know what's going on. And then we see her peeing into a bottle. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and immediately I'm like, like you do. Did this just turn into I a mean, Golden what? Showers 70s pornography? Are we about to pay homage to 70s porn? What's happening right oh, now? Oh, I hope so. Here's the thing. If it has to be this way, I'm willing to accept it. <laughs> but yeah, so she pees into a bottle um, and it, and then she like, oh, I'm bleeding. Hmm. I guess I'll use a tampon real quick. And then she goes ahead and takes that tampon and puts it in this bottle, which we, of course, find out is a witch's bottle, which yeah. then tells me she had this planned because she had to have known she was on her period to have made yeah. this happen and known yeah. he was going oh, to yeah. fucking die so i'm super so, confused like there's there's levels to the planning and it feels like in some scenes she's like hyper aware of everything that's going to happen and in other scenes it's like she has no idea what she's even capable of right so, I I almost wondered if she was schizophrenic or like multiple personality type disorder or if like Jerry was like in her brain like or something is like what I kept thinking. Mm -hmm. It almost feels like uh, when she is in emotional distress, she's much more competent than when she's in her or hmm, reverse that uh, when she <laughs> after she has made the decision 
no, fuck this guy, I don't give a damn. She seems much more competent than when she's all, oh, I love him so much, I need my love. It's, it's this we- really weird jumping back and forth in her personality. Um, but yeah, like, I'm just like, this, you, like, does she know what she's doing? You know, like, for example, like, you know, I, so first of all, I, I just want to say, why does she have a wig that is exactly the same hair and length of her hair? Um, That's what, color yeah, of yeah, her yeah, hair? yeah. Uh, I, I guess it just made myself. her have a fuller head of hair but it made me wonder is that if she was in the wig was there like this transformation right like a dr jekyll mr hyde was there something along those lines because you know later on when we talk about trish um trying on her stuff you almost wonder if there was a transformation taking place and so that's what i was wondering at first but no i just i i think she's just discombobulated in life yeah it yeah it it's not stark enough to feel like they're trying to push this broken personality narrative. Mm-hmm. There's not enough of a difference, and we don't see her often enough without her wig on, so it's hard to really get a gauge. So yeah. it does yeah. really feel as though it's legitimately just emotional distress, and the wig is just like a part of her aesthetic that she yeah. feels like is necessary to be a witch or something. I guess because her, yeah, I don't know. Um, well, if, it, it, if you remember, it cuts back. It may, it may have been. I can't remember if it was before uh, she meets the t- the teacher or the, the professor, or uh, not. But uh, she's, you can hear. There's like she's hearing voices, and one of those voices is of her father. Yeah. Oh, so, I forgot about yeah, that. Yes. yes. So I mean, maybe she, the schizophrenic hits there that she's hearing. Well, I, I don't. Well, I don't. I don't think it's. So I much took that as just memory. Memory, yeah, yeah, or, emo- or just like yeah. you said, emotional trauma manifesting. Yeah, that way yeah, mm-hmm. and, yeah. And I mean, this—I mean, it's—it's it's just weird because at parts, it seems like she has a clear mm-hmm. understanding of what she wants, and I, then once—and then once she sort of gets it, she's like, uh, yeah. Nah. And I guess, I guess that's where some oh, of wow, the problem for me happens is that I'm, you know, like I. Uh, you're as a viewer she's the eyes in which we perceive the world and so like you you kind of pull for her you want her to be this strong person especially after what happened with jerry and then when we have these moments Mm -hmm. of weakness that goes against this whole feminist idea so which is where i really want to kind of spin that idea back again is that there's this 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 uh you know this battle this debate going on almost in her head over feminism versus you know the old ways of just yeah. being submissive and stuff like there's and i think she's mm-hmm. just torn she doesn't know how or what to be because you know with jerry she tried to be those things and jerry still turned out bad so yeah. Yeah. and now here she is with wayne trying to do it the other way and it turned out bad like yeah. he, he became the exact opposite of jerry yeah, and I don't know. I kind of like that. I kind of got it as, uh, and I mean, there are there there's those those people that are that they're just addicted to love. Yeah, might as well face <laughs> it. But but, but <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, that's a little uh, anyway. But uh, I mean, I, that's honestly what I really take away from her. I don't think she knows what she really wants in the mm-hmm. end. And she and tried. And that's fair. She's trying yeah. to force these men through magic 
to feel that way and we really see a lot of that with detective griff even his own struggle with it um which is really interesting because she keeps picking these mm -hmm. guys that don't want to be in a relationship i mean well i don't know because she doesn't use magic with uh, the detect with the detective. right but i'm just saying like you see that though like you see that happen like him talking about i mean again she wants these essentially these emotionally vacant guys like you know she's expecting again she's falling in love with what she's seeing and what the magic is giving her because it's what she thinks she wants right and then she's finding out it's not what she mm -hmm. wants if this were not a horror film i think we if this were a rom-com she would have ended up with someone you know that yeah didn't yeah hit the bill right that's yeah that's, that actually yeah. fulfills her correct yes yeah. um but speaking of which is the next one because trish decides she's got to go to a couch convention or a furniture convention wherever the hell she's going and yeah I it's like i just don't know how richard is gonna take oh wait she's british i don't know how richard is gonna take you oh, oh, perfect perfect lips, oh. lips. Oh, oh, oh. um and uh are, are you all right and of course um you know elaine's like i'll make sure he's okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and we're yeah. already like your husband. We already no are like Richard was the first person she had her eyes on before even yeah. Wayne. And mm -hmm. but at the same time, I'm like, you know, at this point, I'm still with Elaine. Like I'm still like supporting her, and I'm like, oh, she just has made some mistakes, blah 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 blah. But now she's about to fuck over her best friend. And this is mm -hmm. where I'm like, all right, she has nah. no morals. She is in this 100% for herself. Yeah. Um, and mm -hmm. she doesn't care because, yeah, she essentially goes and seduces Richard. Um, I also feel like we we probably should talk about the coven that she's joined at this point because a mm. lot of her worldview is really entrenched in the teachings of this coven. And right. the hypersexualized leader that really does seem to be doing this entirely for his own benefit I, yeah, and, so, uh, and i will say um the coven itself seems to me to be a pretty pretty standard amalgamation of like gardnerian wicca alexandrian wicca which are pretty similar they're just a little bit different um and uh anton lavey satanist uh satanism yeah. um there's a lot of sure. elements of all three of those kind of mixed in with this wiccan mm -hmm. cult and they continue to use wiccan but wiccan is white magic they is so much of the the dark magic and stuff that is used here is is just not something that's used in wicca that's why i'm like you know but a lot of that you know was used in some of that um black magic cults like you know the satanist church and um some things like that some other offshoots mm -hmm. and stuff like that so but again this was that idea of what all that shit was in the 70s right all yeah. of the movies yeah. always had that dude with a yeah. giant pentacle either right side yeah. up or upside down because it they didn't know that there's a difference and yeah. you yeah. know just like <laughs> shit like that um but one of the reasons we you know because they're supporting her by the way a lot of these flashbacks where we go which you know um so one thing to say all three of those uh coven types that i just talked about they do practice skyclad so they do practice in the nude um so every time she was mm -hmm. only partially nude i was like that don't make sense 
<laughs> like you don't. Yeah, the whole yeah. Point it was is to. It was really weird that there were naked before the gods, right? It, um, but yeah, it's like you wanna you want to be humble before the gods. That's the, the whole point is there mm-hmm. is that sense of humiliation and and things like that, and, and it's just you know so that that was that it was odd, so but, weird that there were. All- there would only be like two ministers, two assistants that would be in the nude. One man, one woman. Yeah. Okay, that was... I kind of get that. But well, then the rest of the coven would be in robes and yeah. be dressed, even the so, leaders of it. So I, you know, as part of my Gardnerian heritage, I am oath bound to a lot of stuff. Right. And I, I do believe that even though I don't practice much Gardnerian anymore, um, I am oath bound. I don't talk about. It. But one thing is, is like when you're in your first year and you're kind of learning Fair and enough. stuff like that. You you are you're in robes right because it's a huge leap to practice okay. skyclad it's a huge thing but again like i could e- I, I even was like well maybe that's the high priest and high priestess and they're nude i'm like maybe i could justify this seven but no they weren't even the high priest and the high priestess they were just oh they want they weren't yeah no because the the, the old no. dude was the, the high priest there like you know jumping on top of her and stuff like and so I never understood if if he was a healthy male role model or not because no, I don't I don't think he was. I I saw this. Re- I thought he was, he was taking a portrayed as unhealthy. Yeah, yeah I he thought, was I really thought, portrayed as someone who was preying on these people. Well, well, well and he's making them work, you know, and strip. Not, oh, not yeah, that, the burlesque club and all that. Yeah, stuff. not not that I'm knocking it, mm-hmm. you know. Well, again, here's another uh, thing on feminism, right? You know, should a female be okay to work, you know, in the sex industry and things like that? Should their body be theirs, you know, to gain power? Like there's this constant like power struggle. Yeah, yeah. And I love it. I love that the director just constantly even makes you the audience question you know the path that she's trying to put you on like it's really fascinating she yeah. does a really really good job yeah um but I'm i wanted st- I'm still to still it's not also sure. it, it was also really cool that the uh sexuality of the uh wiccan coven and the sexuality of the secular citizens was uh pretty much equally explored yeah because we got yeah. to see the various rites of the coven and then we got several scenes in this burlesque club Mm -hmm. showing like the ways in which secular life and uh wiccan life do overlap right there's not an extraordinary difference in human experience look how men are weak and bad at the same time is also on the table um during that burlesque Mm -hmm. club scene we don't forget we also meet uh moon and star the almost twin blonde girls Um, yeah the gemini they represent the gemini's (laughs) you know uh which is to say something that which is which gemini's a whole you know yeah two sides you know two sides which is what we've Mm -hmm. been saying has been this underlying theme through this whole thing is that there are two sides to every uh, massive issue, especially this issue of witchcraft and feminism and love and and things like that. Um, But I wanted to say real quick, because one thing uh, to move on to Richard here, one thing we didn't mention is that the reason she decided she was going to screw over her friend Trish and go with Richard is because how obsessive Wayne was. And she thought that since Richard Mm -hmm. is married, he would not obsess over her even though she creates mm-hmm. a love spell for him to fall in love with her. Like here she is again, not understanding that it's going to make him not be in love with Trish. <laughs> yeah. And he, of course, the other, the other interesting thing is that like 
the leader of the coven, uh, I forget if it's here or when she's going after the detective, like could smell the love magic on her mm -hmm. and actively tells her, I don't think you're ready for that. Right, so, but then later yeah. on assists her in doing it. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's really strange. it's really interesting. Um, but yeah, so like they're they're together hanging out, and she serves him a concoction just like she did Wayne, um, and seduces him with a dance. Which thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They end up having sex, and no surprise, but Richard becomes obsessed with Elaine, causing her to be like, oh, I don't want this. This isn't uh -huh. what I want. See, I have my own theories about how she picked these certain men. All right. Because I, be I, be I believe the professor, I believe <clears throat> with the professor, I believe she was really just saying, this is somebody I want. I, I, I could see because if this movie, if it's shown us one thing, she doesn't make the best decisions. She doesn't. <laughs> she's very, she's very impulsive. Impulsive, yes. Yeah, yeah. and 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 I, I do believe with the professor, she was just like, okay, I'm in this new town. This is the person I see myself with. I'm right because she so immediately I, assumed, hey, this is who the love spell brought me. Yes. Uh huh. With, but after she's a little uh. Disheart, heart, I can't say that word. Disheartened. Disheartened. Yes, by by that experience, she's like, well, I just want a boy toy. I'm just going to have some fun. And then <laughs> that's Richard. Right, that's why she mm -hmm. wanted Richard. Yeah, she thought yeah, that he she, would. She just, I mean, there's even the part where they name drop the film. Yeah. She goes, I'm the love witch, well, baby. Well, and, you know, just, that's also what the name of her little company is where she makes her little concoctions and voodoo dolls and soaps and stuff like that. It says the yeah. love witch. And, um, but, but I think with the detective, that was natural. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the detective because that's kind of where I we're I don't at, think there you know? was really a spell with the detective. I, I, no, I disagree. I disagree just because it wasn't shown. Didn't mean it didn't happen. I don't um, think there was. Because I think at this point, um, cause uh, like cause it is reasonable point, to assume that all the men attracted to her were attracted by a love spell. Well, but at the same I, time with the, yeah. I want to say that don't forget at this point, the coven is helping her and there mm. is a massive spell that takes place in ritual. And I think this is yeah. the one that goes to Griff. This is my opinion because it's post okay. Richard right uh -huh. um because at this point this is where the teacher's assistant goes to the the cops and says oh i don't know where my uh my professor is they look yeah. into it they find the witch mm -hmm. bottle they find dead griff all that stuff um and uh you know they go they find out his witch bottle so they go to the witch store they find out elaine sells it yada 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 griff goes to uh to interrogate elaine and almost fucking immediately falls in love with her yeah and i think mm -hmm. that this is part of the, because there's different types of magic so what we've seen so far were concoctions we've seen herbs we've seen um you know some different things like that but mm -hmm. this this form of magic gets into some candle magic and gets into um figurine magic and stuff like that which becomes ethereal which means that you know he doesn't have to touch anything to be affected so like okay. 
it the mm. the universe is essentially performing the spell that you've created um these are um inactive spells if, if that makes sense like you don't physically have to do anything you just light the candle Passive. give yeah give the intent and it does it and that's what i think that whole ritual was about was her finally finding real love uh things like that um because yeah i mean he just goes so quick and mm-hmm. you know like he just falls in love way too quick it um, was honestly hilariously quick i laughed my ass off during that yeah, entire yeah, scene I, yeah yes, it, was, yes. it was pretty good i mean they're already horseback riding yeah elaine's <laughs> even lying like elaine even lies and everything and the dude's just like it's okay i think i'm falling in love with you it's fine yeah um and, and he's it's like, obvious that he knows she's lying yes. yeah yeah oh, and yeah. so elaine right away is like well i'm in love with you i I just, I'm in love with you. And you know, that she thinks this is the man of her dreams, especially because it was foretold in that tarot card reading she did earlier. And she had always told herself mm-hmm. that if the Knight of Wands shows up in a reading, that would be the person she would be with. Here's the Knight of Wands, right? He shows mm-hmm. up. And so she thinks though, we remember the last card is the three of hearts um, or the three of chalices, which in the tarot deck essentially usually is is a breakup like it's an end of love like that's usually what that card represents um and interesting so he's like let's spend the day together tomorrow she's like fuck yeah let's do it he's like she's like oh once again the cold reading she's just like you love animals don't you and he's like yes i do i love animals in fact my friend (laughs) happens to have some horses and so they go fucking no, it's just riding, and apparently yeah. they decided to be twinsies and they the fucking wore yeah. the exact same fucking outfit it's a so button up white good. shirt khaki it's so pants good. oh but it but it but it leads up it leads up to the leads best to the part. best yes it leads the to the pop-up oh renaissance yes. festival but before we get to the pop-up renaissance festival i want to talk about how that coffee. fucking horse was not having that scene oh god no because no. yeah. obviously that, that horse, horse so is the angry. type of horse that was trained simply off of treats and every time a hand went near that horse he's like are we fucking yeah. eating we, we eat yeah. and yeah. like i'm like they're like fuck it that scene works fine i only have so much yeah. of my dad's fucking 35 yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we're, we're just gonna let fucking milky white handle this it's fine uh-huh. <laughs> But yeah, I, so they go. I did and, kind of love that horse. Oh, me too. But yeah, it they hear this music, me. and immediately me, I go to rent fairs all the time. I'm like, well, that sounds like fucking Renaissance fair music. And there just happens to be a fucking pop up rent fair with, with all her friends, with all <laughs> her <laughs> friends uh, at his friend's property. Is we forget uh, yeah. that this is his friend's property. Um, but yeah, it's something, it's, something collusion. Yeah. yeah and it's, it's yeah. literally just the folks, uh, from her coven, um, just essentially playing dress up is what they're doing. Yeah. And obviously playing their instruments. Very yeah. Okay. Yeah. I laugh yes. so fucking hard because they show the minstrels, <laughs> two of them have flutes and that's all the music you hear. Yet the guy with the lute still playing. Still playing a lute, not a goddamn lute in the song. I was, I was trying what to find phony. it in the song, and I was just like, "Oh, this is good." Oh, and, and, and this it is, is was moments like the these that I'm like, "Was this intentional? Is she making like? Is to she be intentional?" You know, this is where, or did she just not notice? She's like, oh, fuck, I forgot to put a goddamn lute in this song because she wrote the That's music, so right? Fucking and she's funny, like, "I though. just don't have time. I got a deadline. I got shit to do." 
you know? I, I gotta admit, this entire scene, I thought it was straight straight up just riffing on 60s films. Yes, and, I mean, and, I, making, I, fun I, of, oh, yeah. and making fun of Rennie's, like, for sure. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. I, I thought it was just straight up, and, you know. And the jester th- was think... so weird to me. Like, again, oh, I, thought me it, too. I thought the fucking jester was going to be Jerry. Like, I really did, because he kind of had scraggly that hair. That would have been perfect. Um, but yeah, like, so they're there and he's just, Griff is just like all of a sudden in love. And I don't remember at what point, but like for some reason, like they were like, this jock ass (laughs) motherfucker is like totally down for this rent fair. Yeah. He is just so fucking into it. And I think this was the night before. I can't remember, but where we have that scene where they're, it's their minds. They're just like speaking via their minds, not to each other, but just thinking. And this is where he's like, I've never been in love before. I never wanted to be in love. I don't want to be in love. Love is stupid. Love is stupid. Love is stupid. And then he's in love. We've already seen a scene where he's hitting on one of his uh, lower level, not important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the lower level cops. Again, another free love. Actively a sexual creature within his workplace, Mm -hmm. not even just the community. Right. And even when he's with her, he's saying that, though, his body language is saying. So that's what made me think, was this a memory? Is this something he had said? And he's just laughing at himself forever thinking that. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know, because, yeah, like I said, this next day. There's there's no way that he's just genuinely in love. This is why I'm saying it's got to be a spell because just like you said, here's this jock of a guy who is like, oh, neat, a renaissance fair. Yes, let's. <laughs> yeah. And I also appreciate how bad the acting at the run fair was uh, because this movie has shown that whenever the director wants to get a good performance out of the actors and have them be like real legitimate people, you get that performance mm-hmm. and these Renfair actors are so bad mm-hmm. oh god they're painfully bad and they just focus yes. on the extraordinarily terrible they're like Renfair. you know what yeah. you guys so cute being in love let's have us the wedding yeah, we're, wedding. we're gonna have us a mock <laughs> wedding so then there is this weird mock wedding and more music and then they get married randomly um, in they, a get undressed, they get undressed. They get undressed. Undressing scene. Yeah, yeah. It's like so it's good. about that. Because Elaine, yeah, she'll be down for it. I get that. These mm-hmm. are her friends. She's used to being in the nude with them. Mm-hmm. Makes yeah. sense. And then here is Jockman getting stripped by a bunch of guys, going like, "Ha ha ha! Yes, this is enjoyable." <laughs> right, like the See, fucking I, seven dwarves and Snow White. Or- I just, I don't know. I just like totally. I, I, like I said, I think this is when it totally leaned into the whole corny '60s mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, if you I, and Stefan can agree, when you watch a lot of these '50s '60s horror movies, they do. I remember. Well, hell, uh, Frankenstein uh, meets the Wolfman has this whole like musical production. Oh, remember yeah. that, Stefan? But really, look at like like I said, a That's lot incredible. of those. British, Italian, and even especially Hammer films. I mean, look at some of those, like um, Countess uh, Dracula. Oh, yeah. God, like, is that just like this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, I mean, you know, like, they just had, the they just had was, the thing I kept waiting for was like all the old lesbian vampire type things or witches that happened a lot during that time as well. I was surprised there was not any homage to that. Yeah. 
I expected her and Trish to totally do it later on. Yeah, yeah, um, totally. Honestly, in the scene where Trish finds out about everything, I really was kind of also expecting there to have been some like residual love magic, something fucky going on with the wig that yeah. would actually cause them to like come together and oh, it turns out men weren't the answer all along. It was yeah, actually I can, women. I can... I can I could see that definitely right, um, but yeah, essentially after all that, like they have like hand fasting and like they get these rings and they have this mock wedding, um, two mock weddings, but the this one was with Griff and Elaine. You know, we we then see Griff kind of getting yelled at right by his superior, mm -hmm. basically t telling him, "Hey, the fucking witches have been in this town a long time." Uh, you and your partner need to back the fuck up. Like, they are a power here that we can't fuck with. Uh, you need to abandon the pursuit of Elaine as a suspect. Um, uh, and then even his partner, who's all like, come on, let's talk about it. And he's like, no, fuck you, man. I, you know, I'm not going to deal with it. Because he, you know, his partner doesn't know at this point that he's in love with Elaine. But his yeah. partner even says, dude, look, the, the professor dude died of a heart attack, according to the superior. But we know that he was poisoned by devil's weed because we found mm -hmm. that in the witch's bottle we found that in his system but is that real devil's weed uh probably i've never heard oh, of it okay. but that doesn't okay. mean anything could be another name for something else answered um, poison here right yeah, okay, yeah, but okay. uh, the superior has also essentially said no he's died of a heart attack and that there was devil's weed uh growing naturally around there that he was into hallucinogenics yeah and stuff like yeah that already so mm -hmm. whatever um and so he fucking punches his you know yeah, the, yeah that, he does, that doesn't punch he? was yeah. my that right. was my favorite yeah. part of the movie because griff is like lie, you're you're that... dumb we gotta leave this alone he's like you're in love with her aren't you out of the fucking blop boom Just and go. the cut on this punch is so fucking good I loved it. Yes. It was so poorly done. Another one that I have to hope and pray was intentional because yeah. that is my favorite part of this movie. I busted my gut on that scene. <laughs> right. um, well, you also found out, you know, from uh, I think his name was Steve, the partner there, that uh, Elaine was married before and that uh, he died um uh, after they had gotten a divorce and he was supposed to remarry and he actually died of a drug overdose though he was someone who didn't use drugs like so yeah. that's also mm -hmm. put on the table um, and so now we see that everyone in Elaine's love <laughs> life has died it's died and yes. now it's yes. just oh when is Griff going to fall yeah right well not even Griff you. we're still wondering about Richard right and so we flip uh -huh. over to Trish going being like where my husband at where he at where where my husband at where he at and then you know she's trying to find him he's in Wait, the bathroom why she, is the water running why is the water running so she kicks open the door this motherfucker slid his wrist in the bathtub like yep. he's didn't been he, so obsessed even, with elaine and he didn't even spell her. it no. before <laughs> didn't, didn't what, a, even, what a loser motherfucker didn't even put pigs die or whatever fucking like, what a motherfucker couldn't like. leave a didn't message even, for yeah, his not, even a note. Lane. not even a note but at this point trish already had suspected that he was sleeping around on her and stuff like that had even gone uh -huh. to elaine and been like he's sleeping around on me i know he is and elaine's like we gonna fuck that bitch up whoever she is you know like yeah. <laughs> oh god elaine was such a bitch during that scene i fucking hated mm -hmm. her yep she's just She's listening to her friend. 
lose her mind about the fact that her husband is cheating on her. Mm-hmm. And Elaine is the one who is cheating with her husband. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then even oh. worse, you know, they meet up back at the fucking Victorian tea factory. Yeah, that's and, what he was talking. Yeah. 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 And they're talking about because now the roles There's are two reversed. scenes of it. Yeah. One before the death uh, during the cheating stuff and one yep. after the death. Because, as Stefan was about to say, there's a role reversal. Now, Elaine is in love, and Trish is in mourning. And this bitch won't look past herself and see her friend's pain. And she's just, oh, look at me. I'm so in love. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this promise ring he gave me. It doesn't necessarily mean that we're married, but look at it. Isn't it amazing? And... (laughs) Look Trish at is like, this oh, plastic. I'm gonna like try yeah. it on. Like, which I do. Look at this do ring. Pop. Do they like here? Try on my wedding. Isn't it neat? <laughs> they just fucking try it on. Oh, that's what that feels like. I don't. It's I don't probably know. reserved for the Victorian tea house, <laughs> right? Which, the by the way, underground Victorian tea house. The harpist is still rocking out, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And she sings at oh, this yeah. point, like, and it's a really like melancholy. She's song. got a good voice. Like, she's good. Yeah. Oh she's, yeah. She's good as shit. Uh, but anyways, Elaine is like here's Trish like crying that her husband's dead and that that she knew he cheated blah 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 and she's like I gotta go (laughs) (laughs) even when Trish is like we're reversed now I'm sad and single and now you have someone and blah 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 Elaine's like yeah I gotta go yeah and also Elaine like throughout that entire conversation is just dropping these truth bombs in her opinion Mm -hmm. about how oh you should have been a better wife you should have given him everything that he wanted. Yeah. Way to rub it in, Elaine. Right. I know. I know. I right. Well, she leaves and she leaves the ring behind, and Trisha's like, oh shit. Uh, I got to get this. This was to you. important to this Elaine. This is where she busts out the yeah. cell phone, and where I'm like, all right, it's official. It's not the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> that was the moment for me where I was like, all right. <laughs> It is officially modern times. Uh, and so either a ton of people are dressing weird or this is just Elaine's idea of what life looks like, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, so she calls her and she's like, hey, bitch, I got your ring. Um, I'm going to come by and drop it off. I got a key. I'll just drop it off. That's exactly uh, how she phrases it. Too. Yeah, pretty much. But as a Brit. Hey, right? bitch, got your ring. <laughs> Hello, bitch. I got your fucking yeah, yeah. ring. Hey, hey, uh, hey you, you dirty Tulsa. <laughs> hey, Tulsa, you remember when you let me wear your ring? Uh, it was on my stink finger. Uh, I need uh, to wash it before bring it back to you. Yeah, bloody book. <laughs> um, so anyway, so uh, we see Trish going over to Elaine's house because remember, she's friends with the lady that owns the house, so she has keys. Um, mm-hmm. And she goes in there and she's looking around and she's like, "I'm just gonna be a peeping time, you know. I'm just gonna go through some shit." And so she just starts wandering around and and shit like that. And uh, you know, at first I thought she was already snooping, but I think she was just like, "Oh, where would be the best place to put this ring?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. Goes into Elaine's bedroom. I saw all that entire scene as, yeah, I need to find a good place to find this ring. And also, well, since my viewpoint didn't work out, let's see how Elaine lives and let's see if I can actually learn anything from her. And I did think that too, especially so we we get there. She sits down um, at the uh, vanity, right? And she's like, oh, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to try on this lipstick. 
I'm gonna try on this. Okay, this lipstick's now. I'm gonna try on this this eye wash or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, Eyeshadow. Eyeshadow. Oh, sorry, guy liner. <laughs> um, and, and then she like she's like, ooh, I'm gonna put on this wig. And so she puts on her wig, which by the way means Elaine's not wearing her wig at the time. Which um, which was also interesting. Or she just I think there's a scene where she has two. Multiple. I'm not entirely certain. I mean there was yeah. one point I thought I saw she had a blonde wig and I kept waiting for her to be blonde at some point, but Yeah, I, mean, I kinda remember that too. Her having yeah, a blonde I wig. never saw that. It's maybe on the uh cutting room floor. Um but anyway, so next thing you know, this bitch like opens a drawer and finds panties and lingerie and I'm like, are we about to see Trish and her skivvies? <laughs> and we her, do her knickers and her knickers <laughs> and we do and this is again where i was like oh shit she's gonna transform into a fucking sex witch like this is what i was happen. getting ready for that right and i'm like she's got magic in her lipstick she's got magic in her fucking eye wash or whatever fuck it is and she's got you know all this shit but no trisha's just like daniel said just trying to experience what it's like yeah. to be a little more Trying to evoke her. Right. Trying mm-hmm. to evoke her to be a little more sex positive uh, and, and like herself. Because she's cute. And she need, and she definitely looked banging in, in mm-hmm. that makeup. I get uh, Here, here. Uh, go, Trish. Um, but, yeah. Trish so the she's, dish. She's fucking around. <laughs> and for some reason, um, she's just now noticing the uh, four pictures on the bureau of all yeah. the men that have been murdered. We've got Jerry. Trish is very unobserved. Well, not murdered, but just yeah. her, her uh, accoutrement, uh, her uh, menagerie. Entourage? Entourage of men, so to speak. Of dead people. Of, not all of them are dead, because Griff's up there, Well, that's too. true, yeah. But yeah, so you her got your picture of Jerry. Yeah. Yes, that's better. You got Jerry, you got Wayne, you got um, Griff, and then you got Richard. Richard. Mm-hmm. And she just goes, mother fucker and immediately she knows to go to that top drawer to find the spells that had been put into place this is where we find our wax figurines which is kind mm-hmm. of, it's kind of a, a voodoo shit right there yeah yeah, yeah. I automations was, of other I, uh shit I, I did really want to ask you stefan whether or not like that kind of so, humanoid representation yes. is used Yes, there there can be, especially you can create things called poppets that are essentially like puppets. They're similar Hello, to voodoo puppet. dolls. Um, it's it's essentially a representation, whether it be of the god or goddess or of the person mm-hmm. or yourself or things like that. Yes, wax figurines. There are a lot of candle magics that'll use a figure of a male that's a candle so that, oh, you know, okay. I, I, I want to use love magic. Um, I want to I want to mm-hmm. find a man. Right. That's that shit happens. So, yes. For the most part, yes, some of that is there. Um, but okay. I, I, mean, I also you noticed used, that. Have you ever her, used that on a man, Stefan? Yes, his name is Lancewell. Oh, don't know him. Full name. It's full name. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, definitely very interesting spell work. I saw what looked like to me to be uh, Theban, which is like, you know, an old school kind of witch's alphabet that a lot of. Uh, old guard or uh, Alexandrians and, and some of those old school like to use um, or Thelemic, um, which was very uh, Aleister Crawley type stuff, Golden Dawn, OTO, stuff like that, um, which of course also uh, is another bit. So when I was saying there were others like Anton LaVey's, that's what I was trying to think of. It was mm-hmm. like Crawley stuff, the OTO and Golden yeah, Dawn. Yeah. Um, there's gotcha. a lot of that mixed in as well. Um, but yeah, so she sees that, she opens it up, and she's like, what the fuck? Like she's she's only kind of 
like she still loves her friend so she's still like can't be can't be elaine elaine can't mm-hmm. be it and then she opens up the uh the package in which she finds uh, a card with a picture with the two of them together in which richard says oh thank you for the uh, happy birthday i love you so fucking much um and trish loses her fucking mind oh yeah loses i am I am cheering for Trish throughout the rest oh, of this man. scene. I'm so Me fucking ready for what too. happens next. Me. I don't know. Elaine's already cast. But Elaine comes in and sees her and is like, oh heart. shit, and grabs a fucking dagger. And fucking Trish is like, pink, get that shit out my face, bitch. Yeah. Like, yeah. and Elaine's like, oh, what are you doing? I know, it's not, not much of a tussle, is it? Like, I'm like, oh, no, not at you're all. Doing, you're like this fucking badass, and you're letting Trish just like fucking annihilate you like so to the bed like and this is where i'm like oh they're gonna fuck now (laughs) (laughs) this is where i'm like oh lesbian vampires it's happening like this is (laughs) oh baby like but no it doesn't happen she's just like you fucking bitch like trish just fucks her up dude like yeah Mm -hmm. fucking amazing um it's really it's really interesting like this does show that like Elaine went into witchcraft seemingly because it's a pseudo indirect method of dealing with her problems. Mm -hmm. My read of that scene is that she really doesn't like direct confrontation, which is why she couldn't really talk to her original husband. Right. I forget his name. Jerry. 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 And so because of that uh, desire to not really attack other people, she wants to go through magical means. She wants powers. She doesn't want to use what she already has. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, honestly. Mm-hmm. It felt like really good characterization to have uh, Elaine think about murdering her. Mm-hmm. And also, really not be able to. Yeah. 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 Well, regardless, Trish takes off, takes the spell shit with her, and fucking runs off. And obviously, she gives it to Griff. Um, you know, because, and we go back like to seeing more of the coven stuff. And I'm like, is this a separate ritual? Are they continuing the ritual? What's happening? But obviously, they're mm-hmm. re- putting home this, this love spell with Griff. Um, but we see Griff back at the burlesque bar. Um, and I would like to just uh, jump back to the coven bit for a moment mm-hmm. because we see a uh, an ex- a very old man who can't even squat down properly or kneel right. down, just completely in the buff, and yeah. he is having the time of his fucking life. Oh, yeah. yeah, you oh, go, yeah. old man. You yeah. go, old man. Cocking balls and everything. Speaking of old man, like once we're at the bar, we've got the bartender, which by the way, for a minute there, I thought was the dude from fucking Green Acres. Like so much that I had to fucking look him up. Oh my was God. not. Uh, dude's not been in fucking anything. I mean, he's had like bit roles here or there, so he was nobody. Um, but yeah, okay. so there he's talking about like, yeah, we got these two new dancers, um, Moon and Star. Um, even the waitress is like, they don't, they're not even fucking dancing. What the, what the fuck <laughs> yeah. are they doing? And they're yeah. not like, they're doing the weirdest fucking thing. Cause you remember early on, mm-hmm. you know, the high priest was telling the girls, Hey, you need to learn how to dance and how to seduce men and blah, blah, blah. So obviously this is them learning how to seduce. And these fucking like businessmen are like fucking just throwing money <laughs> at the yeah. fucking mm-hmm. doublement twins up there. Yeah. Oh, it's ridiculous, man. But, Anyways, like Elaine arrives uh, at the bar 
Um, and that's when Griff confronts her uh, and he's like, you know, the DNA came back. You know, this is like it, everything connects you to Wayne's murder. Um, and uh, and even like convinces her. Yeah, you even helped make Richard commit suicide. Right. And uh, that uh, Elaine then says that this is just how she came throughout life her being a witch and doing magic isn't a fucking crime you know they don't burn witches at the stake anymore and all i did was magic if they fucking mm -hmm. died that's their own problem i didn't fucking stab anybody right like she, yeah she just says that and um you know griff is like well you know you're gonna have to go to jail for the crimes you committed um so like um uh trespassing or something along those lines um, some sort of like mundane fucking crime is basically what he's saying is, hey, you're still going to pay mm -hmm. the price. It may not be as much, but it's going to be for something else yeah. um, since, you know, you can't <laughs> set a bitch on fire anymore. Um, and that even if they weren't <laughs> murdered, uh, you know, you still have crimes that you committed. And then our dude who we haven't talked about, who is basically at the burl basically lives at the fucking burlesque <laughs> yeah. bar. It's just a, basically like I don't like he, witches. He is, is a most diner lifer. Yeah, like he does a witch fit. racist. Yeah, a witch racist. Exactly. Uh -huh. Like from the get go, he's like, because <laughs> you know, he, this is the part where I was like, this fucking escalated quickly because they mm -hmm. all start fucking ganging. Oh on yeah, her. right. Yeah, so what, like the witch. So that's what happened. Yeah, so your dude is like, burn the witch, like because, and then everyone's like, oh, we're burning witches now. Oh wait, let's rape her too. Yeah, look, let's rape her. Oh, let's burn God. witches. Like you just see pants coming look, off, and you're like, she is yeah. hot. And oh so my god! And if this is some sort of fucking take on the, the the sex magic that was happening on the stage with the fucking double mitt twins, if it had an adverse effect that it caused these fucking dudes to want to just beat the shit out of this girl and fucking rape or her, or if it's just like a commentary on sheeple culture or something, I guess. Like, uh, but I a... expected Griff to just let this happen, but no. All of a sudden, Griff is a savior, and Griff. <laughs> I'm like, I'm confused, Griff. What do you, what do you do? I, I did, expect, her I I did expect Griff to save her because like he is a cop. He's right. there in the capacity of a cop. And but like, my point is, is that what he, per I mm -hmm. expected him to save her, but take her to jail. He does not. He takes her yes, to that her is, apartment. That's because he's not. Griff two deserves everything not, that happens to him. He's not. He's not two dimensional. <laughs> step in. There's a lot to grip that you don't get. Yeah, and I love him. I, yeah, well, he got he is a fully realized in the character. meantime. He got his fucking ass beat. Um, but they get inside her apartment, and she's like, "I just love you so much, Griff." And he's just like looking like, like fucking. Yeah, he is a dead him. fish. Angry, and he like, is angry as a motherfucker. Yes, he's angry as Ooh, fuck, man. Like, and I think he's realized at this point he got taken. Like he, yeah. think he realizes mm -hmm. he finally put two and two together and realized that he was part of this fucking thing she was talking about and he got affected by it. And so now he'll never know whether or not he actually had feelings for her or not. 
Yeah. I, I think that's the look of defeat that's on his face when we constantly see him as she's trying to make him the standard concoction, of course. Like, yeah, yeah. In her yeah. fucking cup. This will um, make you feel better. I feel yeah. like we need to just mention the chemistry set for a moment before oh, we just yes, drop oh, it entirely yes, in yeah. about it. How weird that was. It's like, so so I forgot that earlier we see her have a full fucking laboratory set up, yeah. like, and she's in a fucking like and she's it's got the a lab coat on. Shittiest laboratory ever, and, and it's the shittiest lab machine, coat ever. Yeah. Well, it's just ice, like, yeah, full Doctor Frankenstein V neck with fucking she has the yeah. yeah, I forgot it's all just that. Like, it's this so lab coat does nothing for you. It might make you feel more powerful. And I get that. Lab coats are dope as hell, and yes. everyone should wear one at least once. You do feel powerful. Oh, no. I worked at the Kentucky Science Center for great. two and a half years, and we had to wear lab coats all the time, and it was tight. Like I need, I need to go get one. Though. Yeah. But yeah, I'm but, like, just so out of place. I'm she like, is not as properly witch, utilizing that lab coat. Yeah, as a witch, she didn't need that whole chemistry. It was just so ridiculous. I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I forgot. But anyway, so she gets her concoction together and has this beautiful silver chalice. Um, she hands that to him and he's just sitting there and she's just kissing on his face. And she's just like, I love you so much. Um, you know, I, you know that he he realizes that he was correct when telling her that no man can ever love her enough. Um, she actually kind of then at this point, because he's, he's kind of angry and he lets her mm. know that you're never going to get what you want. Mm -hmm. um, and he lays back on the bed and I, I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know if he was going to get naked, if he was going to touch himself or what, but <laughs> I realized it was a layback <laughs> of defeat. Like, once you realize you're like, mm -hmm. oh, he's just defeated and he's done and he's going to sit in his fucking stink for a minute. Um, but what the she entire time I'm sitting there going like, oh, he's fucking dead. Oh, he's yeah. yeah. Dead and now. I didn't know because yeah. he didn't drink because he threw the chalice on the ground. And so I was like, mm -hmm. I don't know how this motherfucker's guy. Well, she goes and grabs her um, ritual knife, which is called an athame or some people call it a thame or a thammy or whatever. I've always called it an athame, but it's yeah, it's a ritual knife that's used in um, in in circle and ritual um, basically to, to cut things when you need it. Not humans, but, <laughs> you know, sometimes you need fucking bread cut. Sometimes <laughs> you need this cut. It's also uh, uses a, like a, as a wand can be used like a wand to direct energy. Um, things like that. Just wanted to put that out there. <laughs> so, um, but anyways, like she fucking pulls out this knife and just stabs his ass three times. And I was hoping it was only three because that was the tarot card that got re-referenced, um, which was the three of chalices, which mm -hmm. is the heart with three uh, athames, swords stabbed into it. Um, actually, not the three of chalices. I'm, I'm an idiot. It's a three of swords, um, which is why there's three swords. Um, but yeah, she stabs his ass three times and the look on his fucking face is the best. Like, I'm just like, you didn't expect this woman to kill you? I know! Griff deserves everything that happened to him. Everything. He was a stupid motherfucker. He's just laying on the bed like, whatever you're going to do. Oh, dude. my God. But, Tandy, I love him. Oh, man. <laughs> he was best uh, I also... <laughs> Justice oh, so for Griff. <laughs> Another question for you. Yeah. Um... Is there anything within Wiccan culture about uh, prophecy through painting? 
because um, yeah, because the painting paint yes. this scene yes. very I would, early I in would, the movie. Yes. I wouldn't yes. say specifically Wicca. I would just say prophecy in general. Like obviously yeah. she's prophetic and she doesn't okay. realize it. I uh, would probably yeah. I would probably answer you that this is a film and it's all make believe. It's all make them up. You need to get you and need it's to foreshadowing. Get your, you need to get your head out of your ass. Yeah, it was, in the real world. Okay, here's the but, thing. I'm really. As a Christian, I'm really excited to learn about this kind of stuff. And when I see <laughs> wait, wait, weird wait, wait, shit wait, 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 you're a Christian? Yeah, some motherfucker. I'm a Catholic. I'm Roman Catholic. I am literally a choir boy. Mind blown. Sup? <laughs> Shalom, oh, wow. bitch. Shalom. Oh. See, that's your tagline. I love when you do that. Um, but yeah, so anyways, like, I don't I don't want Lance to head to explode, so we'll just move on. Um, but yeah, like, so the paintings and stuff Another like that. Another comment to by explode the way, Lance's head later. She does some great paintings. Um, uh, but yeah, this is that painting of her kneeling over a man in a white shirt, just like he had yeah. when he was there on the bed um, mm -hmm. with a knife in her hand that's bloody and in her other hand, the heart that's ripped out of this serrated man. Um, and she's realized uh, one moment. dead at this My point. My internet connection is unstable. Uh, testing, testing, is my audio still okay? I'm yeah, warning that my interconnection is fantastic. Just yep. didn't want to repeat. Yep. So she realizes that with so, Griff painted that life has imitated art and matches her painting, which like Lance was, uh, both of you saying was this prof prophetic thing. Um, and mm -hmm. then the, the ending, which is her just kind of, is she crazy? Did she mean to do it? Is it what? But she's smiling and then she just imagines them back at their fucking renaissance wedding um and you know like mm -hmm. she's obviously dreaming that none of this happened that in fact they they did get married and and things yeah. like that and fade to black yeah th see this is the only part of the film i didn't like was the ending i, I just thought it left a lot to be desired well what it what it personally. told me is that she flipped back to the delusional side of herself that she lost uh, she went essentially full feminist mm -hmm. right and and killed the the male and uh enemy in her life or whatever and yet she she flips back essentially back to the very beginning in in my opinion too but when mm -hmm. she got first with jerry i don't know i just i just didn't like this ending i just i i, I didn't feel any kind of resolve which i i'm not one of these people i don't always need resolve you know at the end of a film but the ending I, is not paramount yeah but it was it was a little weak I kind of sat there going like, is that supposed to be another parody element? But is yeah, because those be old funny? horror movies, they just end weird like that. There's no like real resolution in a lot of these old movies. Like they had these twists just to be twists. Like, you know, they and they would kind of almost leave in the middle of a story, so to speak. Like nothing really resolved. Like did you know, the, it shows the main character trying to solve something, but nothing ever gets solved. And it's like, oh, okay, bye. Um, but I did want to say here. So uh, it, uh, go ahead. It felt like an homage. Right. Absolutely. It just felt like an homage. 100%. Um, especially the way it faded out. 
everything was the homage. And speaking of that, uh, here on Wikipedia, I've pulled up, it talks about the themes here. It says, the love witch uses the figure of the witch as a metaphor for women in general, as both an embodiment of men's fears of women and of women's own innate powers of intuition and as mothers and sorceresses. The lead character of the film is a young woman who uses magic to make men love her. Her character is an examination of the femme fatale archetype and the film embraces the camp of 1960s and 70s horror, examining issues of love, desire, narcissism, all through a feminist perspective. Because Anna Biller is a feminist filmmaker whose take on cinema is influenced by feminist film theory. Uh, in fact, um, her, her film she did right before this one... Uh, looks very similar in terms of like themes and stuff like that. I mean, you see burlesque dancers okay. and some things like that. Um, let me see mm -hmm. what that was called here because I want to bring it up. Um, here it is. It's called Viva. And uh, Viva came out in 2007, uh, but it, the plot concerns a 1970s suburban housewife who is dragged through the worst excesses of the sexual revolution. So um, basically mm. her dealing mm. with horrible men in her life. So yeah. um, mm. Anna Biller, um, you know, we're not all assholes and Lance will love you. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> he will. Um, but yeah, that's 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 the movie i mean you know there's a couple other things we could talk about here um you know just kind of talking it says while writing the script for love witch biller um mm -hmm. was reading a lot of self-help books and one particular piece of advice that stuck out to her was that if a woman wants to keep a man around she should love him less than he loves her which was the parallel between the advice uh and the female characters in classic cinema who always loved someone to death uh, and so she decided to create the character Elaine along the same vein, um, hmm. and, you know, and obviously says Biller studied a lot about witchcraft. And um, so she even tried to put in some of her own witchcraft practice, which is why I said it's OK. Like, um, in fact, that's mostly what I am now. We call it a mm -hmm. deck. It's kind of pulling from a number of different things and making your own. <laughs> so fair enough. Um, but yeah, I, again, I love the aesthetic. I love the idea. It definitely looks 1960s Technicolor. I, I think they could have degraded the film even a little bit more and really gave it that full on look. Uh, I thought the actors portrayed. I'm kind of glad they didn't cool. do that though, because I, I was complaining about this the other day, because it seems like everybody is trying to do that whole grindhouse thing. Sure. You sure. know, and it's it's starting to kind of it. Well, it, I mean, it's been old for a while. But well, I, like, yeah. And the other side of it is, is I as much as I think they could have done that, I'm glad they didn't because yeah. it's a reminder yeah. that this movie actually takes place in the present. And so, yeah. had you done that, it would yeah. have really taken away from that. Um, but. Uh, yeah, um, it's just really, really interesting. The actors also played all their parts in like that classic presentational acting style. Um, you know, it was they, all very, very stylized. Really good job. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you could tell every bit was purposeful. So like any piece of like uh -huh. what you might think is bad acting was done on purpose to reflect that time because that was still the 60s and especially British stuff. It was that time where like the stage and the screen were simply the same, right? Yeah. And yeah, so and there was I have to style I have acting. to go back to Trish because all of the characters that are bound by the movie's logic act like they're in a 60s 70s film. Mm -hmm. Trish yeah. wasn't really bound by the movie's logic. 
And so she felt like a normal person throughout most of the film until she starts being bounded by the movie's logic. And then yep. she started being a little weird. Yep. Being yeah. a little unhinged. Yep. It the direction was wonderful. Yep. yep. Um, this movie's done very well. Uh, has a 95% uh, approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes, um, yeah. as well as a number of other critics. It's it's done really, really well. Uh, Metacritic has it at 82 out of 100. Um, uh, what was the here? Funnily Love enough, Witch is even Voodoo listed. has it as a 6 out of 10. As a 6 out of 10? No, wait, hmm. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Uh, nah, Love Witch it's a good um, movie. has listed number 41 on Rotten Tomatoes list of top 100 horror movies. So of horror movies made Rotten Tomatoes considers this uh, number 41. It also made Rolling Stone's list of top 10 horror movies of 2016. Um, It, you know, it's, it's won a number of different awards um, for costuming and, and all of that stuff. Uh, uh, there was even like a mention for a minute that uh, they were trying to get Anna Biller um, nominated for an Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay. Obviously, that never happened, but yeah. uh, there was yeah. a big movement for that in the industry um, because people really loved it. So, um, but yeah, great film. Uh, again, 2016, The Love Witch uh, by Anna Biller. I definitely recommend everybody check this out. Um, so Daniel, something that we do on this show uh, is we rate yep. the film as a horror movie and mm-hmm. as a regular movie out of five stars. Um, so we'll do that. I'll go ahead and go first. Um, as a horror movie, um, I I would say it was probably about a three, three and a half, just because there wasn't really any scary. There wasn't a ton of like um, there was absolutely no jump scares at all. Nothing's yeah. like that. No. Um, but it definitely gets three and a half, though, because it definitely pays homage to those old gothic style horrors that were more um, slow moving that make you think um, and just makes you feel a certain way. Right. Um, that That's that for uh for horror for me for a regular movie though i actually give it a four i really enjoyed the hell out of it i love the stylized stuff there's some goofy things but again i'm with daniel i think that the the director did it on purpose and if so kudos to her um it worked she found a great way to uh make everything goofy while at the exact same time being very serious um and i really appreciated that the cinematography was absolutely phenomenal um just absolutely just reminiscent of those old shots even like that homage to the birds in the opening scene with the glare and the 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 rear view and stuff like that absolutely love that so that's mine so three three and a half for horror four for regular yeah, I honestly, <laughs> I'm not trying to like cheat or anything by this, but honestly, on both your ratings, I have to agree. I mean, I, I, like, I do. I need to start just letting you go first. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> sure, egotistical ass always has to go first. That's it. We're, that's Lord. <laughs> we're brothers, man. That's, that's how it rolls. We just think the same. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I completely he mm-hmm. kind of said everything I was going to say. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, as a as a horror movie, I you know, which honestly, with a lot of horror movies, and I'm not trying to say this like oh I'm so tough, but uh, you know, I it, horror movies don't really scare me anymore. Mm-hmm. They haven't for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as you said, just paying homage to that whole '60s '70s. 
you know, kind of exploitation, you mm. know. I, I I just I really I really dug that and uh I I really, you know, like that. Uh as as a film, yeah, yeah. Uh for I I thought it was just a really solid film. I would love this even if it didn't have the, the it wasn't under the, you know, genre horror. Yeah. I, I, I just, I just thought, I thought the hell out mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, I thought this was just a really good film. Like I, I could I, sit down and rewatch it. Like yes. right now, not yeah. just as like a cult thing where we could make fun of it and quote it, which we will. Um, yeah. But just because I really enjoyed it, I love the characters <laughs> and I loved Elaine Parks. Um, she's yeah. an amazing actress and I love her. Yeah. yeah oh, same yeah. here. Same here. What about but, you, uh, Daniel? Uh, hey. So, uh, this is where I get to blow your guys' minds uh, once again and say that horror is my least favorite genre of movie why and did we have him fact- on what the <laughs> fuck you invited him oh god uh, so i haven't seen much horror and <sighs> i'll be honest i kind of don't even consider this movie a horror movie i do agree that it's like a four-star movie it's really good at what it's done yeah like the only thing that was horrifying in my mind was i mean i guess if i show this to ma she would say oh satanism and uh, that's terrifying but as a as a modern man with a catholic mother who is also a reiki master I don't give what a the- shit about that <laughs> stuff. Hey, I too am a Reiki master. I get it. Uh, yep. Yeah, I was raised and Baptist, so like, so. I was raised Catholic, and I became nothing, a Wiccan. <laughs> there is uh, nothing in the movie that I found horrifying so much. Yeah. Like, yeah. Now, admittedly, all stuff isn't my aesthetic, so I was legitimately uncomfortable during a lot of those uh, Wiccan scenes because. I just had no experience with it. Mm-hmm. And so in that way, I guess I could say that it was horrifying, but I just didn't see this as a horror movie. A yeah. good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, so that's completely understandable. I, I don't know that I can give it a proper horror movie star. And just... <laughs> So back when I was 10, uh, the reason why oh I dislike God. horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get a whole fucking back. See, what had happened was. <laughs> yeah. So what had happened was uh, I watched the the Van Helsing movie, like the 2000, and I got terrified of vampires for oh literal decades. Oh, no. Look, mine mine was Christopher Lee. <laughs> so Dracula, like when you guys invited me onto it, this, but... I was laughing my ass off going like, these guys know nothing about me. Oh, you do, I'm a good you do foil a to everything that they're doing. You do a podcast yeah. on SCPs. Be- <laughs> on the Fearscape media. SCPs are great. There, There is a disconnect between <laughs> SCPs and movies in the visual art and auditory medium. No, there are I- SCPs that have like these great soundtracks to them that are fucking wonderful as horror soundtracks that I cannot listen to. No, I I get it because when you and I first started working together, Daniel, I had mentioned how much SCPs reminded me of Lovecraftian elements and you're like, I really have never read I don't know really anything about Lovecraft and I'm like, what? The the SCP is basically Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. Lovecraft, but I've never taken the time to go back and read the mythos. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I am All right, super well... surprised that I agree with you guys so much about this movie and how much I enjoyed this movie. Well, because that's because, why like... we like horror is because it's fun. Like, yeah. you know, uh-huh. like, and yes, some horror we do like it takes very seriously. It's very dramatic and things like that. But mm-hmm. I think Lance and I can both say we love the campy fucking. Oh, love. Comedy. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> we ain't talking it. about the tent, baby. We love it. No. <laughs> love camp um, oh yeah i'm just i am shocked by how much i enjoyed this movie and shocked by how well i resonate with your guys's opinions well of this good movie. let this be a gateway drug into yep. horror so. uh-huh. yep yep <laughs> all right um well we should probably start getting out of here did anybody have any final thoughts before we roll uh i i think i need to piss off lance one more time <laughs> Uh, this was the most sexualized movie that I did not find sexy at all. (gasps) Okay. Uh, (laughs) Offended me. Yeah, yeah. uh, Lane Park is a goddess. It's time to go. I think when you had your circumcision, it cut off your whole dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, man. That's a a Catholic. I guess you're a goddamn priest. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I guess you're a eunuch. Uh, but uh, let's, uh, yeah, uh, hawk your it was shit. Just, yeah, hawk, hawk your, your shit. shit. And you, sir, you could go stand in the fucking corner, Daniel, and think about what you've done while we wrap this fucking show up. Yep. Thank you guys for having me. My apologies. All right. Well, make sure you guys listen to Memories of Kane, an SCP podcast on the Fearscape Media Network. You can go to fearscapemedia.com and go check it out. Uh, his show is absolutely amazing. It's monthly. Uh, when, when does it come out? Uh, it comes out the second Wednesday of every month. So, second Wednesday uh, of every month. That's right. Yes. So check that out. But again, go stand in the fucking corner. Go stand in that fucking corner. <sighs> and with that, dear friends, we come to the end of another deliciously diabolical episode of Misters of the dark as always thank you for listening thank you to the fearscape media network and thank you to Corey adams and ashley jones adams for our musical theme uh, uh stefan before you finally cross the border i feel like i should show you something oh is it a wedding gift oh i must say though lance i expected something more than just a simple wikipedia article just read the damn thing Okay, The Love Witch, uh, 2016. We already went over this in the movies, a horror tragedy film. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yes, keep reading. And then it's starring Samantha Robinson. Yeah, Stefan, it's just a film. There really isn't any Love Witch. Wait. No. No. It's not true! It's impossible! Now, now just calm down, Stefan. It's not true! It's not true! It's not true! Stefan, get that Cupid arrow away from Mr. Doremus. They are for loving, not for maiming! Yeah. Oh, now look what you've done. All those damn potions wasted all that time all that energy all those nude photographs first of all 
Ooh. But, Stefan, don't get so torn up. You know what they say, it's better to have loved than lost, or some kind of bullshit. I don't... Fine. I suppose you're right. Of course I am, champ. Now, if you'll excuse me, going to go grab a mop to clean up what's left of our young Mr. Doremus. Lance, you're always looking out for me. But before we go, dear friends, I'll leave you with this. It's not necrophilia if you're both dead. <laughs> Good night. Where's the power washer? 